Good morning, everyone. Um, it's lovely to be here to talk to us this morning. My name is Shola Adeboye, if you do not know me. I've been coming to this church for quite a number of years, and I thank God for the privilege of being a member of this church. We're talking about Ezekiel this morning, and um, as I was saying earlier in the morning, Ezekiel was one of the books of the Bible that I read because I was going through the Bible. You know, you start from the beginning to get to the end. And then I am one of those, I'll pick some of the stories I like, the Valley of the Dry Bone. And today we are talking about the river of life, the, the, the God's river. And Ezekiel was a young prophet. He was a son of a priest. His name means God is strong or God strengthens. He was a street preacher like we have in some towns. You can go out and tell everybody, come to know the Lord. He was bold, courageous. He brought the message of God's judgment and salvation to the Israelites in exile. He not only spoke what God told him to say, he actually acted it out because we could remember he was lying on his side for a number of days, almost a year actually. And he cooked on manure as well as God instructed him to, to actually act out what God was telling the people then. He lived what he preached. He was a watchman and he stands on the city, you know, warning the people about the approaching danger. He preached about God's judgment, not only to the Israelites, but also to the people that actually enslaved them to tell them they'll be judged for their sin. In the chapter we're reading, he's concluding with a message of hope, proclaiming the faithfulness of God and foretelling the future blessings for God's people, restoring the place of worship amongst the people of God. Through the book of Ezekiel, God actually communicated with him in visions, vivid symbolic pictures, miraculous revelation of God's truth. And in our reading today, Ezekiel was taken back to the temple where he saw water trickling from under the threshold and flowing eastward. The man who brought him there might have been an angel, and some people say it might be Christ himself because of the way he was addressed, son of man. He had a measuring line and was measuring a thousand cubits or a third of a mile at intervals as they went through the water. He led him through the water. It wasn't a matter of stand on the side and see how this goes. He led him through the water. The trickling water was initially ankle deep, then knee deep, waist deep till in about a mile and a third. It was a river deep enough to swim in and Ezekiel could not cross on foot. This river is similar to that mentioned in Revelation 22, which symbolizes life from God and the blessings that flow from his throne. However, in the book of Revelation, just to remind us, there was no temple for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. Ezekiel saw the water trickling from the entrance of the temple, not from the king's palace, not Buckingham, Sandrinam, as grand as they may be, or from a government's building, number 10, Downing Street, or from a business center or street, Wall Street, or from Oto Arena, but from the temple of God. And as I'm talking to us this morning, I just want to remind us as believers, as children of God, that we are God's temple. So it came from the presence of God, the water we are talking about. And in a semi-harried region, 
where Ezekiel was, within a mile and a third, it became a river. This is a miracle in itself. Then the man asked Ezekiel, son of man, do you see this? I believe this is not asking Ezekiel to use his physical eyes because, of course, he walked through the water, the ankle, the knee, the waist, and then becoming a raver, was asking specifically about his spiritual eyes. As children of God, we are expected to see physically and also to trust God to show us things in the spirit. The miracle of God is the flowing presence of his spirit within a short space of time within a short space of distance, and in the Bible commentary, as I did say earlier, this is quite unnatural. God is not limited by time or space. In 2 Peter 3, 8, a day with him is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like a day. So the tickling water, trickling water to a river is nothing without God. You can say that Ezekiel is not a stranger to God's power. And I'm going to remind us of the value of the dry bone about three Sundays ago. Apart from being obedient, bold, and courageous, I saw him as a wise man. And why I'm saying that is when he was asked the question, Ezekiel, can these bones live? Who remembers what he said? I would have said, what? These bones? Do you mean these bones, God? These ones that are all over the place, scattered and so dry. But he was wise because he was speaking not from his own natural mind, but from what he knew God is able to do. And as believers, we have to start doing that. We have to take it that we, yes, we can see this problem, we can see what is going on, we can see how difficult it is, but we are going to see as God sees, and we are going to speak as he expects us to speak. There is a level of depth in God that opens the floodgate of his spirit. It's good to be known as a child of God, but we should not stay in the paddling pool. We should also be able to swim in the deep, trusting God to take us through. I could remember when our children were learning to swim, and I had the privilege of taking them quite regularly. But the time my husband took Demi, after a year of learning to swim and was still, you know, bouncing up and down, Kay came to him and said, you know what? I can feel the bath for you to do this. You have to do better. <laughs> so, so if in the natural, a child doesn't progress, a child is still on milk when it should be on solid, we will get worried. There are milestones that the health visitor expects in a developing child, and I believe God expects that from us as well. The river continued eastward and ends in the Dead Sea. As its name is, the Dead Sea is devoid of life. One of the commentaries says David Attenborough will not have anything to say about the life in that because it actually prevents macroscopic growth. You know, there are no fishes, no plant, no seaweed, apart from microorganisms and algae. And it's called Salt Lake because it has a high salt level, about 34% salinity. When you compare it to the average ocean salt level, which is about 3.5, you understand what I'm talking about. And then we have the Great Salt Lake in Otter, which is about 5 to 27%. The Dead Sea lies in the Jordan Reef Valley and is bordered by Jordan to the east and the Israel and West Bank to the west. 
It is about 430 miles be below sea level. That's also is the lowest um, lake you can have a body of water below sea level. And it's also a tourist attraction. Do you know why? Because people go there to float and to sit to relax, and then they get the mud and sell it. You can go, well, I'll, I'll say this, because there was a time in London where MK was cornered by somebody that says, do you want to buy this for your wife? It's a mask, and sells it for so much amount, and it says Dead Sea Minerals. So people go there to get minerals and aronic acid because they believe it's good for the body. So this sea has no outflow. And then imagine the river from the temple flowing into this Dead Sea and bringing life. And when I'm talking about the river, remember who we are in Christ. So the river flowing from the temple brings life into the Dead Sea. The river, it says, where there was no life, the river brought life. Swarms of living creatures, large number of fish, wherever the river flows, there is life in abundance. Restorations, life, healing, growth, provision. Along the river banks, as we go along, were fishermen. And I want to remind you, there were no fishermen when it was ankle deep, when it was knee deep, when it was waist deep. There were no trees till we got to the riverside. And I believe as co-workers for God, would, as Ezekiel said, the fishermen would have gone through the ankle deep, would have gone knee deep, would have gone waist deep, and would have swam. Somebody told me years ago, and it still resonates with me, you cannot give out what you don't have. So when it comes to this, what we can give to others around us, we need to go back to God. We need to know where the source is. As children of God, we have the life of the Father flowing through us. I believe the fishermen or fishers of men, like Jesus did say to his disciples, I'll make you fishers of men, would have persevered in prayer, held on by faith, waiting on the Lord, and trusting in the miraculous work of God because they know it's not by power, nor by might. It's not from them but from God. They know where to go. And in that, they can bring others ashore for, for the harvest. It did say there were many fishermen because it took from them being from one side, El Gedi to El, El Gilam, which is a, the breadth of a coast. And we thank God that there were laborers. And we do know the prayer that the harvest is plenty. And we pray for God to send laborers to the field. And we keep praying for that. So coming back to the trees on the bank of the river on both sides, this is God's abundant provision. Fruit trees of all kind bearing fruit every month. Who has any fruit tree here? Can you tell me how frequently your fruit tree brings out their fruit? Every month? Every year? Oh, goodness me. Come to the Lord, you know. <laughs> and... and I even sat with David. I said, David, tell me. And he says, they are seasonal. But from here, we know God can do the miraculous. He brings out fruit wherever the life of the river goes through. There is abundance of life. There is miraculous increase. There is fruitfulness. And all because of a river. 
of life. Sorry, Sandra, you brought us some leaves in autumn. Okay, but the leaves of these trees do not wither. All right. So there are no autumn leaves. They are fresh, they are green, and the leaves are used for medicine, for healing. And that is how the provision of God is there. Nothing is of no value because they are the plantings of the Lord. And this is God's promise to his people. He's promised salvation, restoration, and wholeness. John 7.37 says, On the last and most important day of the festival, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. The one who believes in me, as the scripture has said, will have streams of living water flow from deep within them. Anyone who's come to the Lord this morning, I know we're all here, but God is telling us, even if you drank before, you can go back. Even if you think I'm so full, you know, the well is there, there is more. So don't limit yourself, and I shouldn't limit myself in thinking, well, I've drank before, it's okay. This is ongoing, common drink, and God is ready to give to us. Because there was a prophecy, I believe, even before my time in this church, that there'll be a river flowing from this church out into the streets. Who do you think the river is? Us. We are the living water because from us shall flow rivers of living water to bring wholeness to whoever, whatever we come across. And there are times, I believe, as believers, we have to strengthen ourselves by praying for one another. What you're facing or what you're doing is different from what I'm doing, but together we can be the river of God flowing out, knowing the power and the might is from God. When we look at ourselves, you think, can I do it? It's not a matter of, can I do it? If you think you are the one doing it, forget it. It's when we believe and know who is doing it through us. And the power, the might is in God. I want to thank you, Annalise, for the songs you brought this morning. Because we are children of God. We are no longer a slave to sin or fear. Fear can limit us. Fear can tell you, you, who do you think you are? You know, fear can tell you, you, do you think? Well, when we know it's not through us, it's by the power of God in us that we can do what we can do. And I'm preaching to myself as well. Because there are days you're, and there are days you think, oof. But we see with the eyes of God, and we know with him nothing is impossible. So back to the temple, life-giving source, Ezekiel was taken back to the entrance of a temple. In Psalm 46, it says, There is a river, it streams the light, the city of God, the holy dwelling place of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She will not be moved. God is in our midst. God is in us. We carry, I know you think it's impossible to carry God, but God has deposited his life in us. And we are mini-gods. I'm saying that carefully because our dependency is on the almighty God. But God, wherever you may go, 
I was preparing this and thinking, you know what? At my place of work, I need to shine more. In the marketplace, I need to shine more. To my neighbors, I need to shine more. We're taking risks. I, I thank God for that, you know? Because if we are risk averted, nothing will happen. We are God's feet, we are his hands, we are his eyes. We, we see to our neighbors, to our friends, be bold enough to pray. I know when you pray for us and something doesn't happen, you think, should I bother again? Please don't stop. Because if you think you're the one doing it, then you won't bother to do it. But if you know it's from the strength and the might of God through us, and God will do what only you can do. So please, when you are praying, don't say I'm praying in the name of Shola. In the name of Jesus. And it's up to him. Please, it's up to him. And he is the God that will see us through. Whatever we may be going through, however difficult he is, he's a provider. He's done it before, he'll do it again. And he's not going to stop with us. His kingdom will come. His will will be done. But let us be people that will be standing with him to do it. Amen. In closing, we should be prepared and ready to stand along the shore with the nets to bring others in. You might not be a fisherman, but fishermen work together. I've never seen one fisherman going on its own unless he wants to catch a trout. And you know, fishermen work together. And we, as a body of Christ, should be able to work together. I'm going to ask us a personal question, and I'm asking myself this every time. How thirsty am I? How thirsty are you? Even if you've drank before, you can still drink more. You know, in Isaiah it says, Come, everyone who is thirsty, come to the water. And you without silver, come, buy, and eat. Am I content with where I am in God? Or do I desire to go deeper? Trusting in his love and his grace for me. When Reverend Matt was praying, he actually mentioned something that struck me. You don't have to do it alone. Ezekiel was led through the water with someone. So if you want to start this journey, or you think... we. Let someone go with you. That's where we are here for. That's where we are brothers and sisters in the Lord. Am I willing to be a watchman for my family, for my friends, for my neighbors, for my nation and nations? Whatever we may be saying, this nation, this country needs that prayer. Whoever is in power, I usually say, you know what? Prayer can do the miraculous in taking them through, in making it a success. You know, no man has all the wisdom, but the prayer of God can bring this nation to where God wants it to, to be. Am I willing to trust in the sovereignty of God and speak his truth, his word over situation around me? Am I willing to see through the eyes of God? I'm talking to myself, and I believe we can continue to ask God, wherever we may be, it's only God that knows. 
where we ought to be in him, we may know, but the strength comes from him alone. The strength comes from him alone. And if we remember that, another thing is prayer. We are quite a number here. And this church is always a good number on a Sunday, but a handful of us are prayer meetings. I know we're quite busy, but prayer does a lot. We can pray as individuals. We can pray prayer partners in groups. And the unity of the church is coming together to pray means a lot. We can pray for desire and willingness to go deeper with God. You can call somebody to say, pray with me. And to believe in the miraculous power of God to change any situation, no matter what is before us. Remember, the Dead Sea was made fresh by the living water of a Holy Spirit. And I want to encourage us this morning We have the Holy Spirit within us. As children of God, once we've given our life to God, once we've we've asked him to come in, the Spirit is willing. Don't let's push him aside or think it's not possible. With God, everything is possible. I'm talking to myself, and I always hold up my hand. I go before God and say, God, help me. And he's willing to help us because we are his co-workers. And we pray in the name of the Father, through Jesus Christ, the Son, through the power of the Holy Spirit, we'll rise up to where God wants us to be as individuals, as a child of God, as the body of Christ. In the name of Jesus, amen.